face, 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 zero. Bonus episode number 19 starts out. I'm your host, Brandon Davis, joined today by Aaron Perrine. What is going on, you guys? I've never woken up with so many messages from listeners um, in my life. So I'm so happy you're all so excited. We love that. We love that. We got Jamie Jurak. Good afternoon. It's my time of day. Let's do it. <laughs> Jamie's just got a whole new energy when uh, when the sun is in the middle of the sky. <laughs> and we got Jenna Anderson. Hi, everybody. I just got out of my showing maybe like 90 minutes ago. So very fresh reaction and very, very excited to talk about this movie. Ooh, welcome to the party. This is, if you if you didn't read the title and you somehow ended up here anyway, this is the Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse spoiler-filled review and breakdown. That means there will be spoilers. We're going to review it. And there's a breakdown. So we're going to start with reactions and reviews to Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Then we're going to get into some Easter eggs, some things we noticed, some little, some little spider-webby stuff. And then at the end, we'll, uh, we'll ask some questions. Maybe there's uh, plot holes to discuss or something like that. Uh, maybe if the comment section wants to play along, we'll go with that too. Uh, I've talked about this movie quite a bit. Jenna, you're at the top of the screen. You just walked out of the theater. Mm -hmm. give, us, give us your thoughts. I We were talking about it a little bit before we started recording. It is so rare in this space to be genuinely surprised by something. Like, that feels so few and far between. And when those experiences happen, I, like, cherish them wholeheartedly. This entire movie surprised me. I am so happy that I didn't know certain things. And that even the way that the trailer sold this movie was not at all what it ended up being. It ended up being so beautiful and so just complex and like we'll get into it but just the reverence that this has for the medium of comic books just like completely took my breath away like I cannot believe how Gwen's Earth is illustrated as somebody who really really loves her solo comics like everything is just impeccable I can't believe this movie exists I'm so glad children have this movie and I'm just so happy that this exists and I need the third one immediately oh god I need that third one Aaron Oh my goodness. Uh, I, I, I'm just so happy everybody gets to see this and that I cannot imagine being an eight year old child in, in an audience watching this and getting to this and um, like happening where Spider-Man is also adventuring with the Avengers and you get like, oh boy, freaking Miles Morales in two like landmark like animated superhero movies that are just not just landmark for animation, but landmark in general for the entire genre. Um, I, I can't say enough. We'll get into it more later, but I, I'm just so pleased. It's so heartfelt. Everybody kept like, even my own friends, like apart from you three were like, are you really think it could really be even like half as good as the first one? And I'm like, I have no reason not to believe that it can so thank you all for not making me look like an idiot. Uh, Joaquin, Justin, Kemp, everybody over there. Freaking Chris Anka is thirst traps. God bless you. All of you. Thank you so much. What a gift. Some of us, some of us on phase zero have their highly ranked anticipated films perform well. And then there's the people who believe in quantum mania. <laughs> I am people. I am people. Amy, what'd you think? Um, I did not expect to walk out of this movie thinking what I'm about to say, but this has dethroned Bo is Afraid as my favorite movie of the year so far. Wow. Um, I loved it so much. Um, I'm not ready to officially say I like it more than the first one, but I think that when I see it a few more times, I will come out saying I love this more than the first one. Jen and I, talk, Jen and I talked about this before, but they this was like the Empire Strikes Back of animation. Um, 
I love like perfect cliffhanger modes. It was so funny. I laughed so much. The mm-hmm. animation was just it's just the most beautiful animation I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, you know, BD, I, I know like when we talk about the MCU multiverse, you, you've said recently, like you're kind of over it. And I totally understand that, uh, that feeling. And I'm someone who loves multiverse stories. Uh, and I've enjoyed what they're doing in the MCU as I'm a, I'm a multiverse of madness lover, but I watch this and I'm like, uh, this puts the multiverse usage in the MCU to shame. Mm-hmm. This is a multiverse story to its perfection. It reminded me of the best episode of agents of shield, which is self-control where they end up in the framework. They're all agents of Hydra. That's the highest compliment I can give anything. It was just perfection. I can't believe it, how much I loved it. Aaron was right to rank it number one. Uh, I'm riding high from this joy. Yeah, I mean, I, the, the multiverse, you hit the nail on the head. I think the visual representation and the thematic representation of the multiverse making us care about other universes is just blowing the MCU out of the water. Like, it's not even close. I'm, I'm, I, and I say that as somebody who isn't a huge fan of what the MCU has done with the multiverse so far. So it's easy for me to say because what they did in this movie is so fantastic. But I just think it's not even close. Like, I think everybody needs to take lessons, take note uh, from what Spider-Verse just did. I agree with pretty much everything you guys said. I think this movie is visually stunning. Uh, it's funny. It's fun. My only problem, I'm not going to let this go. I'm gonna, Maybe I'm going to be the only person to say it, but it. I know it was part one, but my goodness, is this half a movie. Like, there's just no denying it. Like, it doesn't have an ending. It's not Infinity War and Empire Strikes Back because those movies have their endings and they have, like, a cliffhanger, whereas this, like, in the third act tells you what the movie is about and then it ends. So, that said, Kofi's I love this says movie. that. What? This review on the site that you should all go read uh, says that in it. In fact, jokes around about it in the title, too. I was like, oh, look, Brandon and Kof. Look, Phase Zero and, uh, you know, Confignation uh, synergy on top synergy, of it. Synergy, we're yeah. along. <laughs> I mean, listen, the movie's fantastic. There's absolutely no denying how good this movie is. But I also just, I think that it was very obvious. Like, we got to this climax and then never had it. It was just, okay, tune in next time. And I'm going to tune in. Like, hell yeah, I'm going to tune in. This movie's fantastic. The themes in it, the visuals. The storytelling is fantastic, but it definitely does like end very abruptly. And I felt like it didn't finish a story. It didn't really finish any of the stories. Maybe Gwen's, but that I have questions about. So I'm going to save those for later. But I have a question of like, wait, shouldn't that be like a huge problem? But uh, we'll talk about that later. Uh, but yeah, so I, th- I think we all agree this movie was fantastic. And I, I don't know if I have it ab- above the first one yet, which is a compliment in itself to even be in that conversation. This first one is fantastic. I will say to your point about the ending, it felt like reading a comic. Like when you read a comic that's in the middle of an arc and it ends on a huge cliffhanger and you have to wait a month to see how it resolves, this captured that in its own way. Like I also always have to think about the fact that like this wasn't supposed to be two movies initially and then they realized there was enough story to justify it being two movies. So it's Mm -hmm. like I can't fault them for doing this because even just making that choice is more interesting than neatly tying everything up the way that other movies have. But I, I get your complaints. I agree with Jenna. Yeah. I thought this was a perfect cliffhanger because, because, uh, and even though like we talked about this, like, we kind of saw what, what where it was coming, where it was leading. Um, but even still, that's that moment. The ending of this movie is when I decided it was my favorite movie of the year so far. M- m- like going into it, I'm like, this is amazing. I'm loving it. And but by the end, I was like blown away. I yes, make me wait for it. Yes, make me think about all these things that now I have to sit in and stew. Han Solo's frozen in carbonite. Will he ever get out of it? I don't know. I'm mean, <laughs> like nobody's dead. Nobody's nobody's frozen in carbon. Not yet. Was not, no yet. not yet. Not yet. Exactly. Not yet. Two hours and twenty <laughs> minutes later, and there isn't anything yet. 
that's and like I'm just I'm just playing devil's advocate. I think the movie's fantastic. <laughs> we, we You're still that. just we... in your hater era. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, I just like yeah, when it ended, I and I agree with Jenna, you know, comics do do that, but this isn't a comic. It's a 2-hour 20-minute movie. So I do think obviously it's it's a valid criticism to just say like, well, yeah, it was a, you know, we got to the climax and then it was like forget it. But yes, I know two-part everybody's telling me in the comments. I know. I know the movie is great. But like Avengers Infinity War was announced as a part 1 and a part 2. But Infinity War had a very clear end. And you could look at Infinity War and say Thanos won. And you could you could say whether you think he's the he's the hero of the story in terms he's the one who's moving the story forward, or like the antagonist who's, you know, but the antagonist wins and the movie ends. The story is concluded, and then you have to come back and see next time. I don't feel like this had anything, any sort of kind of resolution in that regard in any way for the story it was telling. And I feel like Miles is in the wrong universe is yeah. is that uh, <laughs> yeah. for me. But uh, but I do like that we feel differently. <laughs> Otherwise, it'd be a boring show. I think that's true. That's the, true. The framing device around this too is that it is in a weird way, and I don't want to too derail us. We got so much to talk about, so it's yeah. like we can't just keep talking about the, like. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, like, listen. Yeah, yeah. Gwen, it starts with Gwen, and we end with her getting the resolve that I'm gonna go get my friend. Yeah. You know what? And we really are alike, and I'll go do that. And. I, I'm not going to let another one of my friends perish as we just saw poor Peter Parker, uh, lizard Peter Parker uh, perish, which by the way, Jenna, I never thought I'd see the spider Gwen art style rendered on screen like this as it was going on. The Chris, I'm like, Man, what? like we're, we're 10 minutes in. And I like, can't believe what's happening. Rewatching um, the first one and just seeing the little nuggets of her universe. I remember at the time being like, oh my God, but just seeing it rendered so beautifully and so dynamically, I was just completely blown away. Like they nailed how that universe looks in the comics. It just made me so happy. Oh, it's gorgeous. It BD, let's let, let's go. We got so yeah. much to talk about. So listen, yes. <laughs> we want to talk about do we want to talk about Miles Morales or Gwen Stacy first? I feel like Gwen Stacy, they, I don't know, they were both protagonists of this film. I feel mm -hmm. like Gwen had the, the best, like the most arc of by the time the movie ended. Her father not becoming captain and giving mm -hmm. it up because of her speech, uh, I, I thought was the closest thing to like, a, like it was a resolution for Gwen Stacy. It was the closest thing to a resolution for the movie and that was the end of that arc. Though presumably, and I'll just bring this up now, that is that not going to cause a huge problem later? Like, is that a canon? Is that dodging a can? Like, do you, do canon events only matter if they're changed if you beat them like literally in a fight scene or if you talk somebody out of becoming captain and therefore they might not die? Does that result in like the destruction of the universe? Like, are we going to get to beyond the Spider-Verse and Gwen's universe is going to be in peril because of this decision? I, I could see that just to increase the stakes a little bit more, like beyond just, oh, what's going to happen with Miles' universe? I think also doing that with Gwen's could be a way to like really up the stakes but yeah i i did kind of wonder about that too but i i really have no idea the, maybe the miguel o'hara is lying the way the way that i read the movie though is that you can usurp canon that maybe it's not maybe miguel's way isn't the only way because mm -hmm. like whatever like i love that as a thing i think all of us could learn a lot from that as people mm -hmm. get hung up on canon every day if you're on the internet god bless you if you're not if you're gardening <laughs> and listening to us hi yeah. how y'all doing <laughs> um like so that that sort of like tension is like kind of like core of it for me in like a really weird prescient way also like you know i, I it, just that sort of idealistic I, stuff to be really like really and i'm like i sat up in my chair like i was playing a video game like oh <laughs> wait this is you're speaking direct to me so i i hope that that's how it resolves but i don't know because like i i feel like 
her losing Peter is enough. Does her dad really got to get shot too? Is that really what's got to happen for you to be Spider-Man? I was wondering. But, I was wondering. But, but like, what I love Peter about too. yeah, because I was but like, what I love about the way that they approach that and the way that they structure it is like it just really leans into the idea of like Spider-Man is a myth and it can just apply to so many different contexts and so many different versions of Spider-Man. But like having the beat of the Uncle Ben death, which in Gwen's case is Peter, and in, in Miles's case is Uncle Aaron, and then having the ASM ninety thing as like a secondary part of that. I mm -hmm. loved the idea of just like all of these different Spider-Men have to go through the same like evolutions of as a character, but like that can change them in wildly different ways. Yeah. Yeah. I, I th this movie had 20 opening minutes before mm -hmm. we saw Miles Morales. Yep. I love a late title drop. Yeah, oh, I am such so a good. sucker for a yeah. late title drop. And when, when that happened, Tony and I both looked at each other like, yeah, yeah. we're in it. <laughs> so good. Uh, so have you guys seen the flash yet? No, I'm oh, going no. on Monday. Oh, that, that one doesn't. I, the title, the title drop in the flash is quite creative, but it's, it's okay. very different. Uh, you'll appreciate it. You'll appreciate it. But yeah, that 20 minute opening sequence with Jessica Drew and Miguel O'Hara and Gwen and uh, Italian Renaissance Vulture. Good, uh, that was, I thought that was a, the most epic way to start a movie, dude. That was, you're sitting in the theater, like you're just bouncing back and forth. Like this movie is just a vibe right now. It was, I love that. I thought that was incredible. Uh, and then dude, Gwen's dad just couldn't let it go, bro. I was just like, bro, be a, be a dad. And then that's the thing though, by the end, by the end he does. So that's why I say that is the most complete arc, right? Mm -hmm. I want to say I'm a big Shea Wiggum fan and I actually mm -hmm. did not know he was in this movie. And so that was a delightful surprise. I love, he's just like one of my favorite actors. I love him. And he just, he was a perfect <coughs> choice for that role. Like I could see him doing this in live action because he's got such a dad cop vibe. Um, and uh, yeah, I was really, really pleased that, that I didn't know Jason Schwartzman was in either. And, and <laughs> for the first half of the movie, I'm like this voice. And then halfway through, I was like, Oh, it's Schwarzman. I fi I figured like that was a fun animation game for me. I don't know how I missed some of these. What is our job to know that? But that was fun for me. Dude, I feel like I've just been missing stuff lately. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I feel like there's so much stuff now all the time that I don't. I, I it's harder to keep up. And also Twitter sucks, and I spend less time on it. So I used to get my used to be up to date there. But now I don't know. I do feel like I'm I'm with you, Jamie. Sometimes I'm like, wait a second. Uh, J.K. Simmons is the voice of J. Jonah Jameson in this movie. Yo, love that, <laughs> love that. That was a great. That was a great bit there. Daily Bugle still owned by our boy J.K. In that every universe, no matter mm -hmm. what. That's right. Yeah. No matter That's right. what. He's yeah. like, even in the Lego universe. Lego universe. <laughs> yeah. In the critic screening I went to, that got the biggest reaction out of everybody the <laughs> mm -hmm. entire time. Everybody yeah. lost their minds, and I was like. I don't know what's going to happen now. That's when I ripped up my notebook and I was like, well, there's no use taking any notes. Huh? Mm -hmm. uh, we're just going to feel this for a little while. Uh -huh. you know? I want to point out, I really found it interesting how they built up and they're still seemingly building up to these alternate universes because mm -hmm. they started, what was the first, during that scene with the spot, it, oh, the comics universe, which yes. is awesome. Yeah. Then the Lego universe, right? And then we go to the Venom universe. Yes. We saw, those are the three we saw. So I sat there and I, I was actually, I was at Sean O'Connell from Cinema Blend. We were sitting next to each other. And I looked at him and I said, uh, I said, oh, if they're putting the Venom verse this early in the film, that means they're sitting, like, you got to have the rising at, you got, you can't, you know, show your best card at the top of the film. And then I was like, okay, we're, so we might go to the MCU, although I don't know if Sony can do that, but we might go to Toby's universe or Andrew's universe. And ultimately, this movie hasn't done that yet. I fully, 
undoubtedly would bet that the next movie is going to do that. Are you get Andrew and Toby seen several times mm -hmm. in that yeah. Miguel O'Hara scene? I was just gonna say, are you finally with me, BD? Yeah. It's obvious. I mean, it's obvious. I yeah. thought we were going, and I, I feel even stronger. Like halfway yeah. down, like, oh yeah. I spent one. the entire third act thinking like Earth Forty Two was going to be like a live action Earth, and that was just mm. gonna be like the ending, and not another animated mm. Earth that then we would reveal would be different. Because I was like, oh my god, that would just be like the perfect note of like he just ends up somewhere else, and it's live action, and he's animated Roger Rabbit style, and then we just Scared. cut to credits. Scared. Yeah. I, I have a question. Like, Why are you all so, uh -huh. so chunky? It's weird. Go, go, Jamie. So go. I could. So we saw Toby and Andrew in their little flashbacky yeah. moments. Um, mm -hmm. Now, uh, on I saw on Letterbox, Tom Holland is also credited for archive footage. Did I miss him? So I, I, I tried to I pay thought attention. He was supposed to be in it. I don't think that they used footage from those movies. Mm -hmm. Like someone's probably going to prove me wrong and like look over it with a fine tooth comb. But just like as much as I could tell, it was really the Toby and Andrew movies, like mm -hmm. over and over again. But I don't know. Eric well, the Fox thing is, they cracked his knuckles somewhere. He yeah. just went, "Yeah, I'm gonna figure this out." Huh? The thing is, they were showing basically the moment, the Uncle Ben moment for yeah. Toby and Andrew, and the Uncle Ben moment for Tom is Tony. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. So you so can't it didn't show really that. work. You and then they also it's Aunt May, isn't it? I mean, yeah, but well, then because I also, also they... don't know where that lands because that's Marvel Studios and Disney. Like, does Sony yeah. have the rights to that? To, like, are they going to have to make a big payout to Disney to put that in Spider Verse? I don't know how that works, uh, but I didn't see it either. No. I, I, I do think Tom is in the third one, though. Yeah. I have He's no, got to be because I, I feel like I keep. I thought for sure. I thought I read he was in it. I was like, do do do. I'm smart. I know it's coming. <laughs> and then I was like. But I didn't see him. But I but Donald was a great touch. I, I know we'll yes. get to that eventually. But like, let's do I, it right now. Okay, I, I want to do it right now. <laughs> We're here. I think I think our audience probably knows this, but a quick backstory that Donald Glover was like originally who wanted to be Miles Morales. Like he, he was, was like kind of original the, cast. He was like the basis like, in the for yes. the design of Miles Morales, mm -hmm. essentially. Yeah. And there have been like little like there's an episode of Community where he wakes up in Spider Man pajamas. Like there have been like little things, and then he aged out of it, and that's pretty much why they cast him as Aaron in the MCU. But then all of us are like, is he ever going to be Prowler? It just never happened. And so all it finally leading <clears throat> to this moment and the fact that they were like, I can't remember the exact quote, but they're like this lame Prowler over here or whatever they said. I thought it was just a beautiful touch. It was so lovely to see him come face to face with Miles. Uh, the whole moment I thought was really, really perfect. Also a call back to Spider-Man No Way Home where he says, I slip because yeah. you got to remember, got to watch where you fall. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I I saw um I saw Donald Glover as Prowler in a full-on Prowler costume. I thought it was awesome. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, man, Sony's just doing whatever the hell they want with these characters, even if they're in the MCU. Because A, I'm curious how that affects the canon because he was in Spider-Man Homecoming as that character. Is he just a variant? I don't know. But he I think he's a nephew. variant. Probably. But yeah. also, uh, shouldn't Vulture have been there? No, Be we don't. We don't need to connect to that again. We don't. We didn't need to bring that in. Oh, this. so we're no. just acting like Morbius didn't happen. I don't. Like, <laughs> well, okay. I mean, listen. Me I'm, you, I'm down. If they if they had put Michael Keaton there instead of Donald Glover, would you be happy or would you be more? Well, confused? no, 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 not instead of Donald Glover. I want both of them. I want both. I want okay, but then there. wouldn't you then be focusing on the canon of Michael Keaton and Morbius and how this all ties together and what this is ultimately leading to? Whereas instead, we just got Donald Glover and we got the satisfaction of that. I'm happier with that. If I would have just assumed it was another variant. Yeah, but when they in the very beginning when they're like Adrian Toomes, you know, I was like, is Michael Keaton gonna voice him? And then I was like. <laughs> I'm not I like Jorma but I mean come on <laughs> I was like, it worked for what they needed yeah, for the yeah, medieval yeah. stuff yeah but like Did I always not? want more Keats 
in my life. <laughs> I will be honest. I would have loved to see Keaton's vulture as seen in the Morbius post credit scene locked up in Miguel O'Hara's prison because it didn't make sense he went there in the first place. That story should be ended before it begins. And Oscar Isaac should just put Michael Keaton's character in storytelling jail because none of that makes any sense. <laughs> I mean, they probably have too blatant development or else maybe Sony would have called the audible. Also, they the director of this movie said they're just doing stuff and then someone else can clean it up later. Yeah. Like, Kevin Feige, they served you up. A, a, a gift on a platter. Mm -hmm. Please yeah. have well, asked him nicely at the end of this to just spit Donald Glover back to MCU and have him in be what costume. happens in Spider-Man 4. Yeah. Just, that's, what? that's what I want now. But that's not I even up care. to Feige. They gotta play nice. The studio's gotta play nice and I hope they do. I hope they do. That's what uh, I'm saying. Like you just one thing, but, make somebody an edible arrangement. Get it done. <laughs> <laughs> I had something else I want to talk about since we were talking about Vulture. There was a Sinister Six reference, I believe, on mm -hmm. one of the newscasts. They say... Yeah. Uh, what did, what do they call them? It was uh, the towards Sinister the end. Six it was cartel. The, yeah, it was the cartel. Yeah. So there was a reference to the Sinister Six, which is fun. I mean, this is literally just Spider-Man mayhem through the whole film, which is just it's it's awesome. Um, but yeah, the Sinister Six of it all was mentioned. Maybe maybe stuff's going crazy in the Morbius universe. Maybe a couple guys <laughs> did some good. Also, uh, I see Jenna's note in the rundown. I think Jenna put this in here: the Web of Life and Destiny and Loki and all that stuff. Oh, that was Aaron's thing. Yeah. Okay, I noticed the visual cues that it seemed to take from Loki, but then I really appreciated that they did the like their own design for the Web of Life and stuff. So, Aaron, go ahead. What, what were you What were you going to talk I, about? I have to see it again because I didn't. I, I thought it was red, but then it turned like purple or whatever. And then I leaned back in my seat and was like, "Oh my lord, oh no!" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Okay, we're just off." I was like, "Once again, like I've already ripped up the paper." And I'm like, "Let's just get it. Like, is there a shredder I can plug this into and feed it down?" Because we're we're completely out in space now, if that's the case. And they're going to. It, I don't know. I asked Jenna because Jenna's the only person who cares about Madam Web. Does it feel to you like they're using this to set up all their crap? I would love like that. It? I would love that more than anything for Madam Web to somehow tie to this. I'm not I'm getting my hopes it. too high, but like even it just visually using the multiverse in that same sort of way, that would make me extremely happy. It feels like we're headed for totems and weird stuff and that they're not going to completely close the door and that's what's going to happen. That's what, it, that's what it feels like. And if the MCU wants, like, there you go. There's another weird multiverse crisis that's partly caused by your Peter and by Miles, unfortunately, that's going to threaten everybody, you know, because it, it just seems like it's all very cool, like all makes a lot of sense. And I like that the weird canon thing is like kind of concrete and like explained in like a really organic way that makes sense for everybody. Um, like, I, I don't know. We still haven't gotten that completely in the MCU yet. Because when no. you said the thing about Vulture, I'm not going to lie to you. I thought about why in the world the TVA was like, oh, the Avengers were supposed to do that and you weren't. That's why you're here. That's the first thing I thought about. And mm -hmm. we still haven't quite Dude. gotten that place together yet. Miguel O'Hara is basically like if the TVA as a whole had a baby with Kang the Conqueror and that baby was on the juice. That man is a <laughs> multiversal cop. Yes, Dude, he that is. Man is. I like, think it's so funny Layla. that they were like that they were like Oscar Isaac is really hot. Let's just make Miguel look hot similarly yeah. to Oscar Isaac. Oh, that man was like, kicked up man, too. That man like, was I've never been so attracted to a cartoon. Let's be before. honest about it. Let's be completely honest about it. Spider Man twenty nine and I was caked up. 
Yeah. That dude does not skip leg I, day. I, I will say to Aaron's point, now my brain just imagined like a post-credit scene of Madam Web that's just like live action Oscar Isaac in the costume being like, you guys just screwed things up. I'm going to fix it. And it's like, if that happened, this movie would make like a more billion dollars. Like it would be ridiculous. Right now, I'm ready for a Madam Web double cheeked up on a Tuesday. I'm ready for it. <laughs> oh my god uh why somebody explain this to me and maybe this is an obvious thing why is miles like the original anomaly what because i reckon like the the, but the spider went to a different universe right but like it's happened Mm -hmm. before right like there are other spider-man who aren't peter parker but, but why I, the only one I who think... got bit by a spider not from where he's from? All the yeah. other ones got bit from a spider, presumably. Right. Okay. Yeah. I also just thought that that was like a nice narrative. That was a nice narrative way to like make Miles becoming Spider-Man like even more special because it's like it was obviously such a special like landmark thing in the comics. So then kind of conveying like he is the only Miles Morales Spider-Man. Every other Miles Morales went down a completely different trajectory. I thought that was a really interesting way to go about it. But they all lose their dad either way presumably because when we saw earth 42 jeff was already dead yeah but even then like who knows because it also is like it's whichever police captain or like law enforcement person is like tied to that earth spider-man so it's like on another universe maybe jeff has nothing to do with that spider-man and ends up being okay like who knows sure i was curious like do canon events apply to people who aren't spider people i guess is is kind of a question i have i also think miguel o'hara might be holding back some actual key honest information yes. so we'll find out in part three i'm curious how part three is going to start like are we going to start like is 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 miles's dad just gonna die no no but what you know what ha- like is this conflict actually gonna be a huge part of the beginning of part three or the whole of part three or is this just gonna like i'm so curious where it picks up and how long it stays there i presume that like this the main conflict right now is miles wants to save his father without destroying the universe so yeah. i feel yes. like the third one is going to end with him saving his dad yeah and, mm. and protecting the universe i think that's going to be the whole movie is is or is he gonna die and then i think the answer is going to be no that's my prediction because mm-hmm. i could also see it being a thing where like his universe then with like with miles gone and on the other earth like it starts to collapse in and on itself like spider-man india started to and so then that becomes the larger multiversal part of it too of like miles needs to exist as spider-man in his universe to kind of preserve things also and you need to stop the spot because what's to stop the spot from being like ultron from what if and just yeah. going around and destroying every other universe because i feel like it now yeah you know he he seems pretty bent on miles morales and nothing else sometimes you... man i'll tell you what you throw a bagel at somebody's face they're not gonna <laughs> let it go <laughs> he was just Galactus of like, let me just eat as many like colliders as humanly possible, like how Galactus yeah. eats planets. So I feel like that alone is enough of a danger. Of, like he could just go across the multiverse doing that and becoming even more powerful to fight Miles, which feels way too much. It's like the meme of like a hydrogen bomb versus a baby. Like at a certain point, he's gonna <laughs> overpower him. Man, Beyond the Spider-Verse is going to be wild, dude. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Not They're already stuff. teasing that they've been uh, holding back Spider-People for uh, the third one specifically. Uh, which I'm like, who else is not here? Tom Holland. T-Rex, yeah. Spider-Cat. Yeah. Yeah. Spider-Cat. Old Tommy. Spider-Man. Uh, we had all the Spider-Mans, <laughs> but we did not have Spider-Man. Uh, all right, we're going to take a quick one-minute break. We come back. We have more to talk about on the spoiler front for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. We're going to dive into some Easter eggs and questions about the film. If you guys have questions, drop them in the comment section now. We'll read them during the break. See you in a moment.
Welcome back to Phase Zero as a Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Spoiler filled, a review and breakdown. Our review is at the top of the show. If you somehow are tuning in now, listen to us on a podcast platform to hear our thoughts. Spoiler alert, we all thought it was very good. I have a problem with it being half a movie, but I still love it. Uh, all right. Ben Riley. <laughs> Let's start by talking about Ben Riley here. Uh, this man is hilarious, dude. This dude was funny. They nailed the energy of Ben Riley so perfectly. Like I said this morning before I went to see this, of like the fact that Andy Samberg is voicing Ben Riley, and that's like the tenth most exciting thing about this movie is nuts to me. Because that alone, if you told me that six months a year ago, I would have lost my mind. But he was so perfect. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking about all of my terrible, horrific past, all this drama. <laughs> I just uh, that was very. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> he just. I, I, when I talked to the directors about it, they were like, we really wanted to make sure it, it echoed all of those weird beats from those 90s comics. And it really does come through like very, very hard. And I don't know how we didn't get to know it was Andy until all movie was almost out was even funnier. Cause I'm like, oh no, this is gonna, I'm like, hopefully everybody will enjoy this. Some people might be mad. I know I like pouches. I like unnecessary belts that don't do anything, <laughs> you know, muscles on top of muscles. It's, it's funny. Was he with I was cackling. Before? Yeah. Really? Wait, right. yeah. What? Okay. Oh, Jen. Jamie. <laughs> oh, that was it. I was just laughing so much. I'm just, I'm just a giggly gal. <laughs> the sun is half past, so she, Jamie's, Jamie's thriving over there. Uh, okay, favorite, everybody, I want to hear everybody. Favorite Spider-Man, not Miles or Gwen, but favorite spider character in the movie. And also, let's take twenty ninety nine out of it too, because he's like a main, like non non main character who showed up. Who was your favorite? I'll go first. Listen, I love Spider Cat. I'm not gonna lie to you. I thought Spider Cat was the best. Spider Cat was hilarious. I want a Spider Cat, although it seems very mean. <laughs> I have to tell you, I spent this whole movie like that, like being like. No one's better than Spider-Man Noir. <laughs> I miss Spider-Man Noir. He's my boy. I guess if I have to pick, it's Spider-Punk, but I really miss Spider-Man. And then he showed up at the end, and I lost my freaking... <laughs> my, like, obviously, like, Nick Cage wasn't there. He didn't voice him. But to me, it means that Nick Cage will be coming back to voice him in the next movie. And I, that's all I could think about the whole movie was, like, there's so many cool Spider-People, but no one comes close to Noir for me. But if I had to pick a new, I would be Punk, because he is just awesome. I couldn't understand. Understand that man. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I thought I, parts of that were intentional, though. <laughs> I will say also because, like, I I had an issue with this. Like, Chris had an issue when he saw this last night, and I saw comments. The sound mixing in the first five minutes is very weird. It you can't really hear Gwen's dialogue. So if you felt that way in your screening, yeah, if you felt that way in your screening, you're not alone because it seems like that was a thing across the board. Like the drums were kind of overshadowing a lot of what she was saying at the opening, but. I, I like to answer your question. Hobie was amazing to me. I, I love him so much. He's who I made when I played the Spider-Man game. Like I love Spider-Punk and they, the animation style alone was so intricate and so cool that I just could not believe what I was seeing. And just, yeah, you couldn't understand it half the time, but everything he said was hilarious. So I loved it. It wasn't Peter Park's car. <laughs> that was also very good. Yes. <laughs> Aaron, what about you? Uh, everybody does love Hobie. Uh, of course, because I, I I was runway model. I'm not a role model. <laughs> I was dying. I'm like, yo, Dan Kluge is having the best time out of all of us. But I also love, I read Spider-Man India when I was a middle school kid or early high school. And the version of Pav here is tremendous. Why would you say chai tea? You're saying tea tea. I was like, yo, yo, delightful. 
absolutely spectacular. And a special uh, shout out to my my good friend Metro, who has a freaking spider sona that's actually in it with voice dialogue. I'm mm-hmm. like, look at your your LinkedIn page must be amazing, <laughs> Metro. Boomer. I'm jealous. It's oh Man. yeah, it's those guys. If uh, if oh, the, I don't even know if I can make if this joke is is. Ooh. It was a joke about uh. Never. I'll just. I'll just. <laughs> All right. We'll never know. We'll never know. After dark. Yeah, we'll never know. It's just. It's. A, it's just a Tony Revolori, uh, Flash Thompson nickname mm-hmm. joke uh, mm-hmm. about a Spider-Man we could have seen. Would have been wild. But I'll leave it. At <laughs> if you. If you know, you know. Otherwise, I'm. I'm sorry. Either way. <laughs> I also uh, want to say that Mayday was adorable. Uh, yes. um, it, she was so cute. And I've t- uh, Tony and I are like going to sleep last night, like about to fall asleep. And all of a sudden he goes, Maid, May, like Aunt May. Oh, hours to click. And then he was like, his whole heart melted when he realized what it meant. Yeah, I, I loved everything about her. She was so cute. I like the second that they revealed she was in this movie, because like obviously if you're reading Spider Man comics right now, uh, people who miss her in the comics are definitely missing her right now. Uh, and so just to be able to have their nice, happy family was just so nice. And she was just so adorable. I, I cannot wait to see to, whatever they do with her in three. I yeah. think they're going to do the version of her to meet uh-huh. Peter. And it's going to blow Peter's brain. I, I need that desperately. In the third, in the third one, one, probably. Like, yeah, that would be incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> her? Like that Jake Johnson getting to do oh, oh it's so yeah. good. Oh my god. Spider-Man uh having a happy moment and Mayday and all the cuteness and all the wonderful elements of Across the Spider-Verse seems really well timed with what's going on with Spider-Man yes. in the comics yes. right now. Yeah. Oh. Spider-Man needed a win. Yes. A <laughs> <laughs> you guys can uh, hit up Jenna. I know we don't talk about comics too much on the show, but I am I know what's going on. With I, I wrote uh, like 1,100 book. words about the Spider-Man oh. comics this week and about things that I didn't like. So if you want to read those, they're on the website. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least we know that's not going to last forever. Yeah. Uh, obviously. But all right, let's stick, to, let's stick to Across the Spider-Verse. Let's see here. What else we got? There's so yeah, I'm like, where stuff. do we even begin? We have so many notes. So much stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um... We didn't talk about Spider Bite at all either. I Spider Bite was so cool. Just the way that they introduced her was great. That was a, that was so good. Man. And then also like Insomniac Games Spider Man. That was the moment because like my crowd was quiet mostly outside of a couple kids, but like the one two punch of Insomniac Spider Man and then Glover within the span of like ninety seconds, it was like so much hooting and hollering. Everyone was so happy. They just found the perfect way to build it. They found the perfect way to build yeah. it, and that's why they saved Tom for three, I think. Mm-hmm. Also, Josh, oh, or even Josh, new footage. Yeah. Sorry. Also, Josh Keaton voicing uh, Spectacular Spider-Man, which mm-hmm. that was excellent. I you could I like I I follow him on Twitter, and I I just like know that that probably was such a special moment for him. Mm-hmm. Like he just loves voicing that character so much, and when and when he I'm not a big like you know me animated whatever, but even I was like, oh, it's him. He's doing it. I I just I really was happy for him. It's just like, look at the happiness of everybody on this panel right now. <laughs> I, this is the happiest episode of Phase Zero in we a year and a half. A long time. Honestly, like the fact that the biggest complaint is that it's half, it's like part one. Mm-hmm. I don't know the last time we've all really enjoyed something this much together. Mm-hmm. Like we were all pretty high on Guardians. We were across the board on Ant-Man. Uh, <laughs> Thor Love and Thunder has not aged well. Doctor Strange, we were across the board. Uh, I mean, Shang Chi's a masterpiece. We all agree, obviously. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, She Hulk. We've had different opinions. Miss Marvel, Moon Knight. You know, we've all kind of nobody's been like super negative. But well, that's well. There's been one movie that one of us was really <laughs> enjoyed. 
but for, this is the first time in a while i think that we've all been this high on something together yeah and it's fun it's it's more fun this is it's it's better this way yeah. keep making good movies people please <laughs> please, <laughs> please. Let them, i'm begging for the marvels to be good i i am begging for the marvels to be I an think, absolute home run yeah. i hope at very I'm, least, it's going to be a fun time, which is mm-hmm. exactly what I want. So, and Craven the Hunter obviously is just set up to be you Craven Sweeps. Yes, it's <laughs> cinema. You can't spell <laughs> cinema without sin. All right, Guys. what else we got here? What else we got here to talk about before we wrap up today's show? If you guys have questions, drop them in. If you are watching live, please subscribe to the Phase Zero channel. Go watch Aaron's interviews from the red carpet. Aaron did an awesome job with those interviews. Got some awesome part people from the cast of uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, the producers, directors, but also. Alice Hodge, Stephen Amell, uh, even more. So I highly recommend going to watch those. The, the view count on that video is already doing really, really well. So I can tell people are enjoying it. We appreciate that. Uh, share this live video with your friends. But yeah, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. And also we have uh, more fun stuff coming to the channel, like Heads Up with Charlie Cox and stuff. So that's unrelated to this movie. But it's kind of a Spider-Man thing. But yeah, there's there's some fun stuff coming to the channel. So so there's my little phase zero plug late in the show. Shout out to Neebs in the comment section. We miss you. We got to get you back on the show soon. I just mentioned the Marvels. I think the time might be coming. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we could have Neebs on anytime. So we'll figure it out. But uh, all right, I'll let you guys take it over again. Um, Go ahead. Well, there there's one line that I really loved that I want to address because it made me laugh and then no one else laughed. And I was like, but and it's when Miles <laughs> was like. When Miles goes, a good vampire, I'd pay to see that. And I think that that was a twofold one of like, I felt like it was, I don't think by the time they were making this movie, they knew uh, that the Blade production was going to be spiraling into into <laughs> the netherworlds of confu- like what's happening with it. But I also felt like that was a hint that Mahershala was going to show up again at the end of the movie. Um, that's that's how I felt about it. Um, but I really do think that was a fun Blade shout out and I it made me happy. I feel like they've been trying to make Blade for so long that even Wesley Snipes knew Mahershala's movie was going to be delayed <laughs> while he was still playing the part. This poor movie, man. This I'm just like, film. I'm just like, damn. Miles clearly doesn't have the Twilight movies in his universe if he's never seen a good vampire before. <laughs> they, hey, they spared him of Morbius. Yeah. Let me tell you right now. And the third one ends with him picking up like a cereal spoon, and he's like, "You sure you're ready for that, Mr. Morales?" You're like, "Oh my god." <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised by the lack of credit scene. I mm. I didn't mind it. I did not mind it at all. I didn't need one, but I was surprised there wasn't anything. I feel like it would have undercut the ending if you uh-huh. had even like a little, like some sort of joke. Like you needed to leave this very definitively. Also because I feel like the movie is so long in and of itself that like av- having people stay completely through to the end for like a little gag, I think they understood like people want to leave on the note that we're leaving the movie on. Yeah, yeah, I definitely I totally that. agree. I remember the Infinity War, the Russos really didn't want to have a tag. And Marvel was like, well, here's the thing, buddy. You're putting a Captain Marvel tag on this one. And they had to, but they wanted it to just end in Infinity War. And I don't, it's different. I don't know. I do. I agree, though. I think that uh, it would have been a weird, like, we're not going to tell you anything about what's actually coming because this was the perfect way to just leave you hanging. Uh, so here's just something funny, I guess. I don't know. The whole movie felt like a credit scene, if you think about it. Like, it had so much. <laughs> the credit scenes are always so exciting. There's always a new character introduced, and this whole movie is exciting, and there's new characters being introduced. The Spider Cat and Spider freaking Dino. Man, the T Rex chomping. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. I also I think that's part of it, though, because it's like everybody went into this movie like wanting to love or loving a different spider character and like getting something different out of it. And so, if you had a tag at the end of like, here's one more teeth, here's one mm-hmm. more spider person, it would not meet everybody's expectations. So it's like, don't even bother to try. Like you already have so much in this movie already. Just let it speak for itself. Here's a here's a Yoshi egg. 
Boom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's let's wrap this up by if you guys have any predictions for what we'll see in Beyond the Spider Verse. Do you have any theories just already brewing, uh, or, or anything? Have you seen anything? heard anything you want to spoil them don't spoil the next one i swear i'll be so sad it's it's incredible how they've kept the secrets of this film i'm really impressed with that and i'm appreciative of that because i feel like a lot of movies lately would have put donald glover and andrew garfield and more in the trailers Mm -hmm. and i really appreciate that the lego universe and all those things were a huge surprise Uh, who did jack quaid play that's a comment okay because yeah i had this written down so he voiced gwen's peter um, cause I looked in the credits and that was that. And then oh. AO Ediburi, who's going to be in Thunderbolts voiced one of Gwen's friends. So we got nice little voice cameos here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. I was going to say to your point about like keeping the cameos. I'm very curious to see now that this movie is like the, that three is less than a year out. How are they going to market this? Cause I think they're going to have to register and recognize like some people aren't watching this until it's streaming. So it's like, how much do you reveal and how long do you wait to get like the trailer for the next one? Like, I'm very curious to see how that goes. Is I- it complete? It, they I still, would, it sounds like they're still working on it. That's okay. what Joaquin and them said on the carpet. They're like still doing some tweaking and stuff, I think. But okay. yeah, I, I feel mean, like the story's done, I'd yeah. imagine. Yeah. I'm not, I would love to know. Uh, I don't know if this is out there and I just missed it, but why they delayed it. For, it was supposed to be December. They were supposed mm. to be six months apart. And they pushed it back to March. So I mean, I imagine that's just a finishing the movie thing. Yeah. I don't really know unless they just analyzed it and said, well, what I don't even know what's coming out in December this year off the top Aquaman. of my head. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what? You, I'm sorry. Yeah. Dante, but uh, I I am picking Spider Verse's finale. But that's the thing. You shouldn't have to choose. So I think it is a smart thing. To, to I also from. like this movie. I will not fault this movie for taking five years to exist because the work is so evident. Like the, mm-hmm. they took so much time. I was like more than willing to be patient if this is the end result. So having to wait a couple months more for the third one and knowing it could be on this level or even better. I'm like, I, I can wait another five years if you have to. Like it's <laughs> worth it for these. The thing is, I feel like this movie, like everybody, I know everybody loved the first movie, but this movie seems to have taken it and made the Spider-Verse films transcend into something else mm-hmm. everybody is talking about this movie in the timeline i have friends who want to see it you know it's one of those phenomenon movies it made 16 million dollars on thursday night Ooh, 16 million that's crazy ever wow that's crazy on thursday what did yeah. guardians make 17 yeah guardians 3 okay. the third guardians wow. of the galaxy movie characters who appeared in avengers movies made 17 an animated movie I mean, and this isn't a slight in animation, but that's the second largest animated uh, preview night box office ever. Animated movies just don't make as much as live action movies historically. And this movie is crazy. This year is it. different, though. When yes, that's true. That's Mario. true. Very, that's true. very different. Yeah. yeah. Imagine if um, this hits a billion. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. I wouldn't be surprised. I was shocked because I, I usually wait to the last minute to get my tickets, mm-hmm. which is always fine, but it means I don't get the good screens. Like I don't mm-hmm. get IMAX, I don't get Dolby. And I, I couldn't find a single seat in any wow. of the good screens last night. And I would have liked to have seen it in a better, you know, but mm-hmm. even on a regular screen, it was amazing. And now I want to see it again. Aaron, we should go. Uh, yeah, we should so, do, yeah. It. <laughs> do it. I want to go to Dolby it. or IMAX. Because yeah, Ariel, she she's heard like the texts and seeing me smiling and stuff. And she's like, this thing must really be good. People are texting me asking, what did Aaron think? I'm like, yeah, you uh, gotta go. We can't let, I, she's, she lives a social media free life in a way that we just can't. So uh-huh. she has no idea. About I'm so jealous. 
No, that was we... Tony. Tony didn't know it was a part one. He went into the movie oh, like, no. Oh. But um, yeah, uh, he had no idea. Uh, so it's interesting that we, we do live on like a different internet. Yes. So for the ending of part one, Miles is captured by Miles 42. Mm-hmm. That's right. What? I mean, how do we think? Are they going to fight? Are they going to become friends? I think they are going to fight for most of the movie. And I mm-hmm. do think they are going to team up in the end because I mm-hmm. that is I think that's a pretty common kind of multiverse thing i'm thinking about Mm -hmm. one of my favorite episodes of buffy doppelgangland uh check that one out guys uh i i think that eventually they will team up but there's going to be some dope fighting between Mm -hmm. them the comment section go ahead the comment section is saying that it was a different voice actor for miles 42 is that Mm -hmm. true i think so he sounds a lot he's not a lot older Hmm. i'm gonna do some googling i'll go y'all go ahead but like I think Irmus, if you don't want any sort of spoiler for anything, I really think the spot is gonna kill Uncle Aaron again. And then yeah. evil Miles gonna be like, all right, absolutely. Man, yeah. We're gonna squash you together. And yeah. that's probably how it's gonna go. Um I gotta say, I I'm the highest compliment I can give. You don't think about the movie too much. So when he ended up and then when everything kind of shifted, like did like the weird Hitchcock color mm-hmm. grading difference, because mm-hmm. oh shoot, in his world. I was like, oh my God, that means this. Oh, he's going to be, oh no. I was like, you got me. You already have what you got me. Oh. So okay. according to Google, alternate Miles from Earth 42 was voiced by Jarrell Jerome, who was oh. in When They See Us, Concrete yeah. Cowboy, Moonlight Monster. Uh, curious if they're prepping us for a live action switch. I was going to say, because people have fan cast Jarrell as live action Miles, depending mm. on like what age range they would go with. So like that would be amazing if we're just immediately going to dovetail into that. That would be really cool. I feel like this is going to be an Ashley Eckstein situation on steroids mm-hmm. yeah. because I, I, I think Rosario Dawson's a great Ahsoka, but I think, you know, I feel for Ashley Eckstein who really like created that role and feels total ownership of it. And then when the time comes to do it on a bigger stage, because live action just gets a bigger audience, they, they, took some of the voice actors from that. The guy who plays Thrawn is coming in and playing Thrawn in live action. They've done it already. And then for a few people, they're like, well, actually, we're going in a different direction. So I feel like for Shameik Moore, if he doesn't, like, I don't I don't really expect him to play it in live action. He's way too old, as we've said on the yeah. show. Yeah. yeah. But that's tough. Like that, like, I, I for, for if you're Shameik Moore and you play this character uh, for three incredible movies, which you, there's nothing to scoff at or not be incredibly proud of, like but beyond proud. He's one of the best Spider-Man actors ever through these movies. But obviously, I imagine he's did it. He said he mentioned it in our fan surprise video, which is on the YouTube channel right now, that he wants to play the character in live action. And it's just like, I, I don't know how I don't see that happening. And I f- like feel like that's a tough thing as an actor if somebody else goes on and takes this character after you helped make him incredibly popular. I mean, there are different iterations of the character that also helped make him popular comics and the video game as well. But uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I believe Joey D is right on the money. The guy in our comment section that says uh, he's going to be an older Miles variant in Secret Wars, 100%. Oh. They're going to put him in old, old, big old beard and gray dreads. <laughs> Miles Morales, the end. That's a good comic. Mm-hmm. It's fun. The oh. world is ending, and Brooklyn is the last bastion of humanity, and somehow Miles is the only Marvel character that has survived. Totally. You get. Please. Wow. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. a theory from Henry O that Miles 42 killed his own dad. Jesus. I I can see that. Dark. Mm. Yeah, it's dark, but it dark. it would work. Not my live action Miles. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. <Over laughs> you, gonna kill, you gonna stop me or you gonna kill him? And he's gonna like wow. ah 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 boom. And then if he boom. did kill his own dad, then our Miles is in trouble in that mm-hmm. situation. 
Yeah. That's a that's a level of ruthlessness that seems like it wouldn't just be contained in this moment. I'll bet you that Miles is going to want to try to get the spider power. Mm-hmm. That's what I think is going to happen. So, all right. Anything else we want to talk about before we wrap it up? The way this movie uses text boxes, I was like leaping out of my seat. I was so happy. Just the, I thought like, of you. Chris had told me because he saw it last night. And he was like, there is a technique that they use that is so comic booky that you're going to know it when you see it. And as soon as they did like the second or third text box, I was like, oh, my God, I I love when movies do this. I, I know She-Hulk was going to do it. And then they just opted for like the fourth wall breaking that they did instead. But the way that they wove that into the movie, just like chef's kiss. I was obsessed. Mm. I literally thought like Jenna's gonna freak out about this. She's gonna love this so much. I cannot wait news. to just like watch this at half speed and read every single text box. Because especially <laughs> when they get like with all the spider people and there's like all their speech bubbles, I'm like, I want to know what everyone is saying, and I can't because it's flying by so quickly. We've yeah. only kind of glanced at this, but I did want to address it before we got off. What do we make of Amy Pascal saying, "Yo, we're getting live action Miles and live action Spider Woman like mm-hmm. immediately"? Because I have people texting me like, so so is he in, is like, is Tom at the end of this thing? Because she wouldn't have said that otherwise. And I'm like, I'm not at liberty to discuss this with you. <laughs> Go watch the movie. Um, and then, of course, now that we all know, it did not happen. But it's weird to get that announcement. It's strange for her to just say that. It I take slippery. Amy Pascal interviews with a grain of salt. Okay. <laughs> Ever since the Kevin Feige, uh, Amy Pascal Ooh, that was uh, exchange mm-hmm. about the Venom mm-hmm. universe thing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, hopefully those things are true. I'm sh- I, to be honest, this sounds like one that would be true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a live I, action Miles and a live action Spider Woman. Why? Yeah, because the Spider Woman part of that I interpreted because like they've been there's been scuttlebutt that they're working on one for a while, and it was like maybe Olivia Wilde was going to direct it, and it was maybe going to be a Jessica Drew movie. So I didn't necessarily take that take that as like it's a Gwen movie, but who knows? That that just yeah. at least tells me they're still working on something. But you could say that for half of the projects that Sony has in development. And I mean, Spider-Man Four is also on the way too. They, they're so they, you know, obviously, you know, these movies are going to happen. I, I, Spider, like we are in the era of IP being cash cows. There is no way Sony's about to sit on. Miles Morales is the hottest character in the world right now. Yeah. Miles Morales is undoubtedly the hottest character in the world right now. That is the hottest IP to own. There's no way they're going to sit here and only make three animated movies. I'll bet you there's a fourth animated movie, and I'll bet you there's a live action movie all on the way. And that's not inside info. That's just like let's be let's come on, let's face it. They want to yeah. make money. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I also don't think you'd have the like, I don't know what they're going to do with the rights deals or whatever, but the way we're collecting nice honor student <laughs> MCU junior kids, there's no <laughs> way Spider-Gwen and Miles are not in the, the junior class of Avengers that pop up in freaking Secret Wars. Like, let's come on. Like Kamala, when, mm. if they cast the, the roles well, like Kaylee Steinfeld, oh, Catherine Newton, like you want to <laughs> see that. You do. Like any, anybody out there who's like, I don't really care about the kid. Oh, you will though. <laughs> you will. For sure. Yeah. Well, that's all I have to say about Spider-Verse. I imagine we will have more to say and we'll talk about it probably towards the end of the next couple shows. We'll keep the spoilery stuff uh, at the end of the show. We'll make sure to warn everybody. And obviously you guys can hit us up on social media and in the comment sections and we'll come play along and interact and answer as much as we can. Uh, and I really hope you guys go watch Aaron's interviews and our fan surprise with Haley Steinfeld and Shamik Moore because I'm really proud of the content we were able to put together for this movie. And it's a super fun movie. So being able to dive back into it, talk about it for the past hour and also just have content that we already made that's on the channel. Uh, it's, it's really fun. So I hope you guys are enjoying it. Please subscribe. And uh, Aaron, do you have any you're at the top of the screen? So you want to you sign off here? Uh, yeah, so it's at someone like Hornet on Twitter. Um, and g- please, thank you. I appreciate that, BD, of watching those interviews. Our editors were working very hard to get some very large files 
aback from that carpet. So anybody who watched and spend their time, thank you very much. Um, I've been debating putting Issa Rae uh, belly laughing on my fridge. Um, yes. I would also like to say big shout out to Laura Luna Velez for that, mm -hmm. the thing with Rio. I really, it, it touched my heart for real because I don't know if anybody else, but every, like, you know, every time you leave the house to do something since I've been like 16 years old, you get like a variation of that speech. And I never thought I'd see it on like TV, especially when like one of these things, you're like, what? Yeah, like that's totally what it's like. So A++ for just knocking one out of the park. Thank you guys again. This has been so wonderful. I love it. Jamie, what you got to end today's show? Um, oh, if the, if there are horror fans out there. I just interviewed the uh, director of The Boogeyman. It was a 15-minute interview, so we got a lot of cool stuff. There's a lot of videos, so check that out. Um, coming to the site probably today. Otherwise, at Jamie Cinematics on Twitter and Letterboxd. Follow me on Letterboxd. I logged both Spider-Verse movies yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Jenna? Um, it's at, hey, it's Jenna Lynn on social medias. Uh, go read some comics as always. There are so many comics you can read if you are loving this movie. Like, go read the new Spider-Punk mini that was published recently. Go read all of the Spider-Gwen solo comics. Like, if you loved any character that you saw on screen, even if they were just in the background, there is a comic that you can go and find and fall in love with. So please go mm -hmm. do that. This movie is fostering that in ways that I really love. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, some of them are even in the movie. So thank you, uh, everybody, for listening. Thank you guys for having such a fun episode with me today. Uh, this was, this was, it's always better when we all love the movie. So this was a super fun episode. And the comments section also seems to have loved the movie. So thank you to, thank you to everybody who listens to us. I mean, I, I, I'm always blown away when we have interactions with people and they tell us about, they listen to the show, but then like people will name a specific thing and they'll be like, you know, I love a Jamie rant or I love the Jim's in jail or this thing you said on episode, whatever. I'm always like, wow people really listen. That is insane to me. So uh, I'll never get over that. I really appreciate our audience. So I wanted to give them a shout and I hope everybody's having a good time at the, at the movies this weekend. And uh, thank you for this continued support. Hit me up at Brandon Davis BD if you want to talk more and we will see you guys on Wednesday for a regularly scheduled episode of phase zero. See you there.